Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. There is no doubt that becoming a parent is one of the most instantly life-changing things that can happen to you. But what about becoming a grandparent? My guests on this episode are two women who have spent the last 20-25 years or so being a mum and who are now experiencing being a grandparent for the first time. Jill Middleton is an award-winning blogger at Slummy Single Mummy and the author of the book Playgroups and Prosecco and her daughter Bee gave birth to their first grandchild earlier this year. T, aka Mummy Barrow, is also an award-winning blogger and her eldest daughter Katie is currently pregnant with their first grandchild. It was really good to chat to both of them about the differences between parenting and grandparent, how it affects their identity, how they navigate the many pitfalls, potential pitfalls, and so much more. Welcome to the podcast, Joe and T. Now, I've just had a conversation with you, haven't I, T, have. about what to call you, because your full name is... Well, my full name's Tanya, and I was brought up as Tanya, but then I married a northerner, and to him it's Tanya, and I didn't sound right. I say so Tanya, I just, being yeah, Scots. Exactly. So I just I said just, Tanya as well, actually. Well, I didn't know Tanya was the thing. That's the thing, and gosh. apparently Tanya, Tanya is with lovely. an I, yeah. and Tanya, yeah, so Tanya with an I... Or Tanya with a Y, but I'm with a Y, so I thought, oh, I can't be bothered. Just everybody call me T. And is it a bit like Hyacinth Bouquet? It is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we call you T. Please. I've known you as T for years, but yeah. I just wanted to kind of make sure that officially on and a And I appreciate that, thank you. <laughs> so we are here to talk about going from being a mum to being a grandmother because Joe, you fairly recently became a grandmother. Yeah, I did. Uh, so baby Joey was born um, in the middle of June. So, so about five months ago. Yeah. Um, and T, your eldest daughter. Eldest daughter Katie and her husband Dan um, are now 15, 16 weeks. So baby Mortara is due in May. It's so exciting. It's really exciting. Um, I feel like I've just got so much to ask you guys. Because, um, but being a grandmother, it's quite different to being a mum. I mean, I'm looking at you, Jo, because you, you you've got experience yeah. of this, whereas T doesn't yet. It's so much easier. Oh, right, <laughs> I'm here for all the tips. Why is it easier? Because uh, you don't have to do anything. You could just rock up like once or twice a week, and 
um, you know, have some cuddles um, and go home again. Like, I know that's cliched and everybody says, oh, you can give them back, but you genuinely can. Um, and it's brilliant. You get all of the best bits. I'm thinking that maybe the pressure's it. off a bit. I, I mean, even though I've got three children, they're all now in their 20s, I think there's this real pressure that you've got to get it right and that the buck stops with you and your partner if you've got a partner or if you're doing it on your own, then the buck stops with you. But I think as a grandparent, there's other people are really responsible. As you say, Joe, you're yeah. just there for the cuddles and the fun yeah. and the quirky t-shirts and the treats under the table and Absolutely. you can then go yeah. home again and when b says to me oh what do you think i should do about this or well i don't know <laughs> so it's not up to me google it and she's yeah. like but mom yeah, you're, me meant to, you're meant to know everything i thought you knew everything i think god do you know what stuff has changed so much i'm going to ask you this actually because it really feels like it must do so um b is in her so early, early 20s yeah and bell's 17 um yeah, and like this, I think back to when like B was a baby, particularly, and there were just so many kind of of those parenting rules that are different. So mm. she was weaned at like three and a half months, lying back in one of those bouncy chairs uh, with like tins of Heinz chocolate pudding. And that was the advice, was it? Mm. I mean, yeah, because they all that it was you know kind of three four months ish. That was fine. There was wow. none of this waiting until they sit up and can. Like hold a carrot. Stick I'm genuinely quite stuff. shocked by that, only because obviously I'm totally conditioned. Like my eldest is nine, so yeah. even then it was six months, and then like the rebel mums were like giving some baby rice at four months, and you were a bit like, ooh, ooh rebel. Oh, no. ooh. She was on those high chocolate puddings at yeah, about four months, three and a half, four months. My son was Johnny really didn't like milk very much he was sick quite a lot with milk and I had my eldest two in Saudi Arabia so the support system was nil pretty much it was paid professionals you know paediatricians doctors there weren't I didn't have a group of close friends obviously my parents and my ex-husband's parents were back in the UK and it was sort of almost before email I mean imagine before email and before google so I felt I was pretty much on my own um, but Johnny didn't like milk very much. So then the uh, paediatrician said, we'll put him on baby rice at seven weeks. Seven weeks? Seven weeks. Mm. And so we did. So he was on baby rice at seven weeks. And then that's the reaction that picked seven <laughs> I know. And I feel really bad because I feel like I'm being judgmental. But it's only but because no, it's not. stuff it's, has changed so much. It has so just much. changed. Yeah. And now Definitely. I just think, even I think, gosh, that's a bit. But that was kind of how it was. And all three of mine have slept through the night from a really really young age and again the same pediatrician said to me right at the beginning if you woke up throughout of the night and your parents gave you five pounds every time you woke up would you stop waking up at 2am and so they said if your baby wakes up if they're they're clean you know they're fed and they're warm enough pretty much just let them get on with it and yet there's this crying it out method that everyone's you can't do that you shouldn't do it it's Crawl almost. It's so it's there's it'll be really interesting to see that that's how I did it yeah. twenty five years ago, mm. and then as you say, Joe, how you're now. Seeing I think it. probably as well. It was very different for me because I was only seventeen when B was born, and so I wasn't like I didn't go to NCD classes. Mm. I didn't read up loads about it. I just was kind of cocky enough to think, oh, I'll have a go at this. This will be fun. How hard can it be? Yeah. <laughs> did you totally wing it? Were you just like? Yeah, yeah. I just. I, I'm, I'm pretty laid back generally and I was much more laid back at 17 and I just thought well you know like I know the basic stuff they need to be looked after they need um somewhere to sleep so I bought B a cot at like a car boot sale and I made her because she was five 
days late and so I had a lot of time on my hands as well. So I made her a border where I painted all the Mr. Men by hand and then coloured them in and that went round the corner of the room that was like her room because we lived with my mum. And yeah, we just kind of got on with it really. I think more people need to take a leaf out of your book, Joe. Yeah. I mean, well, definitely. I would... People get so like bogged down by what the right thing to do is, don't they? And going to other people for advice and what other parents are doing. And I didn't know any other parents, so I had no one to compare myself mm. I think it's because it's the, I mean, I know you were just like, yeah, you know, we'll just get on with it and I know what baby needs, but for a lot of mums, me included, it was like this huge, like life-changing thing that, that you'd never done before and you didn't have a clue, like you had no experience of this. Yeah. So that's quite daunting. I think as well it was, it probably helped that, um, well in some ways, that I was still living with my mum and I had a younger sister as well. So I was always had people around mm, yeah. and that I could ask or that could hold me if I wanted them to and, and her dad lived with us as well. So how have you navigated and how do you think, T, that you'll navigate that conversation of... Um, well, oh, well, we didn't do it that way when you were a baby. Kind of, Obviously, things have changed and your daughters will want to do things a certain way mm. and you might disagree or think, well, in, in my day, we did it like this. <laughs> how, well, how, how do you get that balance? I've never been under the illusion that I know best about anything. But I've been very conscious of not being that interfering grandparent and of... Um, be needing to do things in her own way, absolutely. And I think it's actually been really useful and interesting for me as a parent because I think I have a tendency to micromanage my own children um, and kind of do stuff for them and not let them kind of... Make I mistakes, know, I guess. Yeah, make mistakes mm. and kind of have the consequences of that, um, especially with my younger daughter. And so it's it's made me shift a bit, not only in how I am as a grandparent, <coughs> excuse me, but how I parent as well because it's it's made me more aware of all that micromanaging that I do and it's made me step back a little bit more I'm really gonna children. have to keep myself in check because like you I micromanage you know we're going away for the night tonight so I've made sure that there's that there's dinner and there's an emergency mm. 20 quid hidden somewhere in case anybody needs it do you have two kids still at home I've got two at home my younger two but you know they're in their early 20s they really don't need me to make sure <laughs> oh, no, I, well, I'd <laughs> but be I'm just still doing same. it whereas and Kate, funnily enough they're probably not saying don't worry mum we'll source it out because they've got you just thinking mum's done yeah. dinner yeah. I buy Johnny a shirt for tomorrow morning so that he doesn't have to do it and it's just <laughs> can I move it it's just ridiculous but it's when when B was pregnant she had quite a tough time and so we did go up quite a lot and I would like go up and cook for her or you know get Mm. the takeaways and things and I think as I've tried to get like wean myself off that I go we go up for the day and then B will be like what's for tea (laughs) <laughs> well, you're at your house. You tell oh, me. Thankfully, we don't have that. But um, I've also got to bear in mind that Katie and Dan have this incredible blended family. So there's actually four grandmas. Oh. And there's, I don't know how many, three, four grandfathers. Because they've both, both well, obviously, Katie's dad and I are divorced. Yeah. We're both remarried. Dan's parents are divorced and have remarried, although sadly his mum has now divorced his stepdad. But So there are quite a few of us. Yeah. So I'm really going to have to rein in the, no, this is how you should be doing it and you need to be doing mm. that because actually that might completely contradict what Dan's mum is saying or what mm. Katie's 
stepmummy's That must be quite so. intense because actually, yeah, you're right. It was great at the wedding. There were loads, <laughs> <laughs> there were loads of us. I tried to work out when Joey was born how many yeah. like relations he had above him because we're the same, like, you know, separated and got back together, you know, people yeah. spread out all over the place. And he's definitely got one great, great granny. Wow. Um, so five generations in that line. And he's got something like... 17 great grandparents and yeah you know, it's eight grandparents well my dad was mc at katie and dan's wedding and he said you know normally it's the blending of two families but actually today it's five that's, just... that's that's a really nice way of looking at it yeah, isn't it yeah it is rather than thinking about broken families and broken homes well, actually it's blended it's and it's blended. bigger yeah. families and, and more love and these babies can do so well at christmas can you imagine <laughs> And also, you know, when the, oh, I just saw this in the John Lewis sale, and I just so there's going to be so much. Love, On the yeah. flip side of that, though, you do hear about um, grandparents um, feeling a little bit jealous of each other, or competing slightly, and thinking, you know, oh, um, the other grandparents, you know, got something in the John Lewis sale, therefore I bet mm. to get something too, mm. or some extravagant Easter present, or you know, just. All of that. So mm. is there more scope for that kind of thing? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. And I'm probably guilty of that because in the line of work that we do, we do get opportunities and things to review. You know, if somebody were to come along and say, hey, do you want to review this push chair? Mm. Then yeah. I'm not going to say no if I can let Katie and Dan have it. But then to another grandparent, they might think, oh my goodness, that's £500 worth yeah. of... So I think that is definitely something to be mindful of, that it will be really easy to be seen to be, you know, splashing and I the think I'm very conscious as well of the fact that because I'm the maternal grandmother, that I'm in a very privileged place. Yes. And actually, I probably have seen Joey a lot more than most of his other family. Yeah, yeah and also and so, the time yeah, so, element. So probably like less the gift side. But more just that knowing that actually I'm probably going to get to know mm. him better than, mm. you know, perhaps his paternal grandparents. And, yeah, there's, there's definitely some kind of guilt. Yes, because and... we've got space that Katie and Dan and the baby will be able to come and stay and stay the night. And I obviously don't have a nine to five in an office yeah. job, whereas Dan's mum works in a school. So very much you cannot have time off during her time yeah. during the day. And so... you're just naturally closer, aren't you? Yeah. As the mum of the mum. That must be so, a... so common. You must yeah. get the mums of you know of the dad um feeling it must be quite common for that that grandmother to feel a little bit left out i would or... think so and that's certainly something that i've thought about is yeah you know, and to, i'd and... hate that to happen because rachel's lovely so i i'm, I'm really going to consciously try and make sure that you know, well, that's good. Doing the school you know, holidays, Rachel. There you go. Yeah, so well, you, I'm going to take a complete <laughs> step back. You being aware of it, and you know, inviting her in, or you know, saying, you know, you, you know, you have the baby, you spend time with them. Yeah, I'm backing off. That's really good. I hope so. And I, I guess because B and her partner, not necessarily known each other a very long time. We've not got to know his parents, so it's. You're all still, still finding your of, feet, really. Yeah, like the initial stages of relationships for everybody. What's Christmas like in that situation? I mean, you know, Christmas is coming up. Are you um, are you all getting together? Well, Bee's not really into Christmas as a concept, although she's trying much harder. <laughs> These millennials. Year. I know, I know. Baby's first Christmas baubles everywhere. I've got a baby's first Christmas bauble already <laughs> and a snow globe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love it. Um, so... Whereas I absolutely love Christmas and everything about it. So I'm 
kind of trying to get her a bit more excited. And she, I think she is. She's getting there. Um, I reckon she probably, I mean, this is, such a, this is like a raw sweeping statement. But I wonder if in a year, like, you know, Joey's second Christmas, third Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's more fun, isn't it, when they get Yeah, bigger. and like, you know, seeing him they get, get excited about stuff. You get into it as, yeah. as a mum, don't you? Yeah, I think so. So we'll be going there on Christmas Day. Um, and they're going to her partner's parents on Boxing Day. So it feels like quite a, mm. a nice split. Um, they don't have a massive house, so there wouldn't be room for all of us on Christmas Day. And she's adamant that she's staying at home on Christmas Day, Good which is her. fair enough, isn't yeah. it? When you have a new baby, that's what you want to oh. do. Yeah, I think yeah. that absolutely you need to be thinking about what is right for you yeah. and your little family unit. And then second comes the wider family. Absolutely. Um, how have you guys um, found that this has affected your identity? Because uh, I know you as mums and, you know, I know you because you've got, both got very successful mummy blogs. Do you cringe mm. when I say mummy blog? But that's back when we all started writing yeah. blogs. Yeah we were very much given that label as yeah. mummy bloggers. I mean, yeah. your Twitter handle, Joe, is <laughs> mummy blogger. <laughs> I know, it doesn't get much more straightforward than that, does so it? So you've really embraced that. Yeah. But obviously that's, that's a really big part of your identity, and now you're switching and shifting slightly I've to I've registered grannybarrow.com within minutes <laughs> Have of you? Katie telling because, me. Because your blog is mummybarrow.com, yeah. isn't it? So you've now got grannybarrow.com. Yeah, well, because it... It, it just couldn't, seems it to couldn't make have sense. been better time for me actually because the last couple of years I've been thinking, God, what am I going to do? They're exactly. they're not children anymore. How long can I keep on pretending that I'm a parent blogger? But you're and still so, a parent. I know, I know, but like neither of them really want me to write anything about it. And I've had exactly the set. I've had a real identity crisis yeah. with blogging or is instagram where it's at if you haven't got the swipe up forget it and (laughs) so i've had this real sort of midlife blog crisis oh same same. i'm thinking you know i was mummy barrow but actually i don't talk about my kids they are their own people i think because i started blogging when they were sort of approaching their teens i've been very aware of their privacy and not wanting to share their stories Mm. and share the things that they come to me with and so I did have this dilemma of, okay, you're calling yourself a mummy blogger because, as you say, that's what we all did, but I'm not blogging about my kids. Mm. But then somebody else said, but actually, you're everybody's mum. If you just be this mothering, maternal figure person yeah. online, then actually, you could just be anybody's mum. It doesn't have to necessarily be your three children. So that sort of felt right somehow. That's yeah. a nice way to look at it. And I felt totally the same the last couple of years, like a real yeah mid blog life mm. crisis and and it, it's kind of frustrating because there's so much good content in my life and I can't write about any of it I because know. it's not my story to tell yeah um and even if you you know you could say oh well you could write about how it affects you but you can't do that without yeah. sharing other people's stuff I think you? I think that's quite an interesting dilemma though I've been chatting to a couple of uh, friends who have got teenagers and they blog or they're on Instagram. And it feels like there's this kind of uh, limbo, kind of uh, black hole kind of area Mm. where parents of teenagers need supportive content, they need help, they need, you know, uh, to know that other parents of teenagers are navigating the same issues that they are Mm. and maybe seeing how they're doing things and getting tips and advice. But on the reverse, 
as the mum of a teenager or teenagers, you don't want to be putting using them for content. Yeah, there almost needs it. to be like the pool, which sadly is a big anonymous no hub. But there needs yeah. to be this contribute your story. I mean, yeah. almost you know hashtag asking for a friend that we can write our stories, mm. but we're not hosting it, or there is some kind of round robin. I'll submit it to you. You post it. You yeah. post and. Because there is, and there there are so many, you know, the whole mum, can my partner stay over, or mum, can I go on the pill, or mum, I think I might be gay, or there yeah. are so many and stories not, that people could talk about, and but if you've been through that, you might not that's necessarily so want to talk about it. And so much with teenagers as well around, like, mental health and yeah, self-harm, and, you know, just there's so many topics, but you can't. And it, there's a lot of stuff that I think, God, actually, this would be really useful for somebody else to read about. And I'm searching for it, wanting to read about it. And there is, yeah, there's I did think at one gap. point about almost doing sort of um, an interview blog series and actually talking to people. There's somebody who I won't name, but we all know her. Um, and her daughter has suffered dreadfully with her mental health, mm. I think, to the point where she has been admitted to hospital and has been there for a while. And you think, I would love to just talk to her and say, you know, when you when you get to that point, what what do you do? Where yeah. are the resources? And what help is there yeah. or what isn't there? Or how do you look out for it? Or how do you start a conversation with a teenager that goes, beho- that goes beyond, are you all right? Yeah. If they're coming in from school or college and just going and slamming the bedroom door... Yeah. Yeah, how, how are you meant do to you feel about discuss? it? Yeah, and how do you process? As a parent, how, how do you process yeah. that and not feel? Could you have done something differently? Was it because you know you were drinking coffee when you were pregnant or whatever? But mm. is there something? Yeah. There definitely needs to be. I think, I think there's a, a gap for someone very clever to come up with a solution to this. We've gone slightly off topic, ladies. Yeah, we've oh, had, but it, it's all good. It's all good. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, I want to know about names. Uh, are you Granny? Are you going well, to be Granny? This was my mistake. You see, I registered Granny Barrow because I just felt it sounded right. But actually, um, you were talking, Joe, about you know maternal lines, and we've all been nannies. On my, I mean, I actually was a nanny. I was paid to be a nanny. I trained to be a nanny. But my mum is nanny to my kids. My grandma was was nanny. She was Gigi, great grandma to my. But we've. Nana and Nanny has been on our side of the family. So 
think I'd quite like to be nanny, but yeah. then there are four of us. Somebody else might have already nabbed nab the nanny. <laughs> and then you could be like, you know, nanny T or nanny B. And I think that's the thing. And I think my dad was going to be grandpa, but when Katie was really little, she couldn't say grandpa and it came out as grandpom and that got changed to pom-pom. So <laughs> they've been nanny and pom-pom for like 25 years. He's been pom-pom. It feels like every family has yeah. one story like and that. So we've, so who knows? Uh, well, it's, it's fluid. Yeah. I'm trying to make Grana Montana stick. Yes. Grana Montana? Because <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. It's so fitting. And then, yeah, so every time I visit, I just hum like, best of both quietly. So he gets to associate me with a soundtrack. Um, but Grana, I think that's a, that's a good... I love that. That's a good grandparent name. I love that. But then, like you say, you know, he'll probably say something one day that's just a weird word for me, and then that will stick, and yeah. I won't have any choice over him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Belle's name isn't actually Belle. She's called Abigail. Oh. Um, but when I was pregnant, um, we called her Baby Belle, like the cheese. Yeah. And that's that's just stuck and she's been she's bell everywhere like i had no idea doctors dentists everything i had no idea that you named your daughter after a cheese unofficially you've now become my favorite person when she was still a baby we could carry on calling her baby bell but then when she stopped being a baby we just had to shorten it that's brilliant (laughs) it's like sally with flea yeah people just got yeah names for their kids that aren't necessarily it just sticks. Um, it. Have you had any well-meaning advice from friends who've got grandchildren already? Is, is it similar? Because obviously when you become a mum, you get, you know, loads of advice from people that actually isn't that helpful. No, we're the first. No. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know many people, but actually all the people that I do have just said, oh, your lover is brilliant. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, yeah, I, I think this urge to share stories or share birth stories the minute you say that you're pregnant... Um, I think this doesn't happen. Uh, certainly, I mean, we are... I don't think we've got any other friends. Forgive me if I've forgotten anyone. Um, but I can't think of anybody that's that's mm. a grandparent ahead of us. So, no, I've had no advice. Well, you guys can store it up for your friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, people just say it's fantastic. Like, it, you'll absolutely love it. I Nobody has tried to offer any pearls of wisdom mm. other than that. How different was it for you, Joe, to hold baby Joey for the first time compared to holding your daughter for the first time? I mean, obviously, you hadn't just given birth. Yeah. So you weren't recovering from this huge kind of expelling a human out of your body experience. Yeah. But um, how different did it feel? Well, to be honest, it's quite a long time ago now that mine was born. And... <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't remember. Um, well, I think I was more... Do you know what I remember when B was born? The best thing was watching her dad hold her because he was so clearly like insulted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was probably similar when baby Joey was born. When Belle was born, I was just in shock, and I remember her dad going, "Are you okay?" <laughs> um, but when baby Joey was born, watching B and her partner hold him was more emotional than oh my gosh, you make me cry. <laughs> and I got to, I was there at the birth as well so I got to watch him wow. be born and to be able to be part of that was such a privilege and then to see them with their, in their first moment I know. <laughs> were you her birthing partner oh uh, he was there as well so we didn't know that she was allowed to to start with so we'd gone up when she went into labor just to kind of hover in the background um and then they 
they found out that they could have two birthing partners and she was like oh do you want to come in and I was like yeah sure <laughs> what was that and like I was. having having gone through it twice yourself well was it was it like? quite different because she was being induced a, a bit early so she had an epidural so she wasn't in any pain so I think that was that might have been distressing yeah. otherwise mm, to have to yeah. watch her in a lot of pain it was pretty relaxed really and there were times like during the night where B was asleep in the bed and her partner was asleep on the floor next to her and I was just sat in the chair reading my book and kind of watching over Enjoying them. Enjoying the moment. Very yeah, oh, it was lovely. lovely. I mean, the one thing that does stick in my mind is, because I left about five, ten minutes after he was born so they could have their time together and I sat down to put my shoes back on and sort of looked up. I hadn't realised I'd sat myself down at the business end. So when I when I looked up, I was like about two feet away and at eye level. Oh my god, it's a mess down there. <laughs> I bet it was. I don't know. I've, I've, I've never no, seen where it. Was the other end? Yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't tell what was what. It was really? like just a wall oh, of blood. Three cesarean, so I, oh, wow. So I wasn't quite. That, I mean, that took the edge off. That yeah. Does a bit. <laughs> The romantic haze kind of evaporated. Yeah, no, it was like, whoa, it's like a scene from Casualty. Um, no, Katie's already said that they're only allowed one birth partner, which is fine because, again, there are four of us. So, you know, we, um, but, you know, we can be in the corridor outside. So, you know, yeah. depending when she goes into labour. Yeah. Um, it would be good to be in the same postcode. A lot so of my time as well was spent trying to fend off my mum. Who was like, oh, I can come up now. I yes. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Be calm. Because when B was born, I had her dad, my sister, my mum and my gran wow. all in the waiting room for like 24 hours or so. Because no. they were all so like, and my gran, bless her, like she's always been quite, well, she was quite sort of, you know, interfering. And she's one of these like five foot high, but... Yeah. feisty women and she kept going into the wrong delivery room oh, no. <laughs> and like interrupting other people's births and there, there was a bit where I had to my water's broken and I was like you can go now Gran because she's just like there watching everything I guess with you being 17 though you can understand your yeah, family they wanting to be to around be you and support you oh yeah that was fine that, that was fine. the one thing I loved about being abroad is that there was nobody and it wasn't even a case of you know, jumping on a plane will come out. You need visas. You can't spontaneously go to Saudi mm. Arabia. So it was my ex-husband and I. And was that? That was it. A bit scary? Or a bit lonely? I think I was probably a bit naive, but it didn't really occur to me for it to be scary, really. Yeah. Um, because I just thought, well, I'm here. My other half's here. We'll just, you get know, sort of it. get on with it, yeah. really. When I had my son, my husband was actually in London and I was over there on my own. Oh my goodness. And so a friend came with me, a Scottish dental nurse who was, when you talk about being fierce, and um, she was she was really giving the giving the obstetrician a bit of a hard time because he was sort of really, you need to lie still so I can do the epidural and you need to do this. And he got really cold hands. I remember he had really, really cold hands. And every time he touched me, I flinched and he told me off. And he's really broad. I won't insult you by doing a Glaswegian. <laughs> I'm not I mean, from she, Glasgow. She pretty much had him up against the wall saying, you need to just... You so those are sort of my memories someone. at the beginning. I mean, she was amazing. And then, you know, when, um, when Johnny then came into the world, it was just sort of, you know, me and him and then his dad arrived a couple of days later. But I do have mm. these 
incredible memories of you know having those two over in Saudi and then when I came back I was pregnant with Ellie we came back in the August had her in the November and that was really you know I didn't didn't have a doctor didn't really have anywhere to live and so it was all a bit but then just having this you know huge rush of emotion that then it was you know it's the five of us and that mm. you know she'd arrived and so it we didn't have all of those people around us and I, I did quite like that that yeah. it was just us at yeah. the beginning yeah. sort of getting to know each other and how did you feel T when Katie told you that she is pregnant what what emotions we cried yeah. <laughs> we cried she um she actually she gave both of us mugs they sort of messaged and said oh were you free at the weekend can we pop over so you've got mugs that say we grandma got, and grandpa yeah and on the back it says congratulations on your promotion <laughs> I love that. And so she sort of just gave us mugs and said, oh, we've just got you a present. And then they both sat and watched as we opened them. And it was like, oh, my God. Did you get it straight away? Or were you a bit like, what? Why are you giving me these I, mugs? I but were they, were they on sale? No, I, did, I did get it straight away because they actually said grandma and granddad. Um, but then it was my mum's birthday a couple of weeks later. And they decided that then they would tell my mum and dad, who we're all very close to, when we all got together for my mum's birthday, because they travel quite a lot, so they're not always around. And they'd got... Um, mugs that said great pom-pom and great nanny Um, and my dad really didn't understand first of all why he was getting a present when it was my mum's birthday and it took my mum a second for the penny to drop but then she got it so then she's hugging Katie and Dan my dad's looking completely bemused so we're sort of whispering across the table she's pregnant (laughs) and then that was it there were tears and hugs and oh my god and yeah (laughs) so it was yeah yeah, and then they're going for a gender scan at the weekend, so they've asked if I'd like to go along. And Dan's mum's coming, so we're all going down to Southampton oh, to nice. have the gender scan. So. so how much of their story do you feel comfortable sharing online? Because obviously you guys are still, you know, sharing stuff on Instagram and Twitter and your blogs. Mm. Um, you know, with something like, you know, finding out the sex of the baby... Um, would you feel comfortable sharing no, that? No, and I absolutely won't. And I think that comes from the background of not really wanting to share my kids' stuff online. And, I mean, what, one of the hardest things is to not share when Katie said that she was pregnant. And it was the Blog On Awards, I think, three uh, um, event three days after we'd found That's out. That's a big blogging community And there's another, yeah, event, a big blogging there? event. There were sort of three, four hundred bloggers there. And actually a few people were talking about the fact that they had, um, they had recently welcomed grandchildren. They were sort of saying, oh, you know, when's it going to happen for you to your daughter got married last uh, last year? And sort of having to lie to people yeah. and say, oh, I don't know, got no idea. Or actually we'd known for three days and not being able to say anything. And then they finally announced it on Halloween and sort of carved pumpkins, this little baby pumpkin that looked like a, um, a scan. And, um, and then once Katie had posted it on Instagram, that was it. I could then share <laughs> it and tell people. It's like, please, can you post it on yeah. it? But, no, I mean, anything like that, I'm not sharing. It, it's all where I've always sort of fiercely believed it's not, it's not my story mm. with mine. So and I'll, I think that's really, like, a side effect, isn't it, of them being older when you start blogging as you're always yeah. thinking about that yeah. i'm quite pleased f- that that's how it's turned out yeah. and also b, b does share stuff herself on social media i follow her yeah. on twitter yes yeah, and does. you know she's very funny and she's very honest about you know yeah uh, she's tweeted something the other day about um eating her mcdonald's in front of some cbb's program and i don't know it just really <laughs> felt like 
she was just being brilliantly honest yeah, about yeah, her experience. Yeah. yeah, but it it was the same kind of after the birth of like here I am in this like place that would make brilliant Instagram stories. Yeah, um, and can't say anything obviously no. because they want to. And I don't want Katie first. going into labour thinking, is mum sharing photos down the yeah. business end? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and I think that there does have to be a, a, a very definite line of, I think my three need to be comfortable knowing that not everything is going to be an Insta story. And I have got it wrong at times. Um, but I think for something like this, I think it really, this is, this is their story, it's not mine, and I need to just, mm. you know rein it in a bit <laughs> do you think that you will kind of share tips on being grandparents because it kind of feels like that is a whole new thing to navigate and as people find out that their children are having a baby you know are they going to be on google searching for advice and tips and mm. that was certainly the thinking behind registering granny barrow <laughs> is that i would start she's going to start a new one well <gasps> i haven't got time to do the current one but that was the the, the thinking was that i would share yeah. tips and you know things to do and day out and crafts and you know all the stuff that i've never done on mine because my children were much older when i started mm. um so maybe i would do you know the journey of you know becoming a granny and the things that we've done without actually saying too much of the personal stuff yeah yeah i think that's a nice way of doing mm. it definitely i think what's what i found in the last couple of years and kind of building up to this is there's less and less stuff i actually want to share mm. and being a grandparent is so lovely just like the innocence and the joy of it that kind of it's almost like the last thing i then want to do about it is to it's write about it. it i want it to be my I wonder though if that's I don't I wonder if that's just a general movement. I feel quite similar actually, mm. and I'm not a grandparent, but you know I I feel like in the last year or so there are definitely moments that I've thought I could put this on Instagram yeah. or tweet about it, but actually this is so lovely. I want to keep it for myself. Yeah, I and I do feel that, and I also think maybe as parents and maybe as grandparents. I think we have a responsibility to the to the children and the grandchildren in all of this. You know, we sort of focus on, you know, what about our children and our children's partners? But actually, the the babies in all of this, do they really want to know that in 20 years we've been sharing the stories of them potty training and the fails and the... And I, I, I get very uncomfortable, I think, sometimes when I do mm. see some of the yeah, Instagram stories. I mean, Alison, you've been really good about not necessarily sharing frontal pictures of your kids. Mm. You kept your daughter's identity um, really well sort of hidden and obscured. And I think that's certainly the way that I would have gone if my children had been younger when I mm. started. And it's more as well about the kind of, not necessarily things like photos, but... And I, I would hate to think that my kids would grow up and read some, a post where I'd said, oh, God, this is awful, I can't yeah. stand. Like, you know, you can share funny anecdotes and you can share things about it being stressful or difficult, but there's the kind of really like child-shaming yeah. type of content yeah. I find quite uncomfortable. I mean, in the defence of every, everyone who does share that kind of content, I do think that the internet is still this new thing. I know, yeah. that it, I know that it's been around for, you yeah, know, definitely. 10, 20 years, 
but we've all just been learning how to use it. And yeah. I know that sounds like a real cop-out excuse. No, it doesn't, because I think that's why I said I'm glad that mine were older when I started, yeah. because it forced me to think about it. And if they had been younger, I definitely... But also I hindsight is a wonderful thing, yeah. isn't it? You know, we can all look back and think, oh, God, did I really share that? I mean, there's, there's things that yeah. I've tweeted. Oh, and me. You know, back in the day when Twitter was first around, mm. yeah. there's things I tweeted, like, even just silly things, like I might tweet something like, if I'm watching... I don't know, some reality show, and I'm like, oh my goodness, Cheryl Cole, you know, her lip fillers are what so... What does she look like? Her lips are so huge, but, you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I would never tweet that know, now. That's so unkind I know. to say that about another person yeah. who might see that tweet. Yeah. No, yeah. I was just, I, was, I, I feel like I was just lucky, it was good timing, mm. that I would always had them checking me. Because I do have a tendency otherwise to just say things without thinking. Yeah. So they... I, I would have been one of those people, so I can totally see that it it feels like a sort of private place to vent your frustrations away from your children. And I don't know that we necessarily think about the long term. The long term. It's interesting, effects. isn't it? Because like you say, T, I I um, haven't ever shared kind of, you know, clear photographs of my daughter, my eldest. So um, I, you know, share pictures of her from the side or from the yeah. back. Um, and I don't share her name. Um, with my youngest two, who are thirteen months old now, um, we did. We we you know we've just gone crazy sharing pictures of them. But but since their first birthday, we've stopped. Yeah. And I kind of felt, I feel comfortable with that. So I feel like up until up until then, they're kind of just like they look like any other baby. Absolutely. Yeah. But as soon as they start looking like toddlers and like little people, that's mm. when I feel and. I just think as parents, we all just need to make that decision for ourselves. Whether we're just sharing on Facebook and our own mm. private Instagrams, you know, just thinking about it and making that decision that we're comfortable with. And I think that's the thing. And I think as long as you're comfortable with what you're doing, then that's all we can really ask for. And if it's somebody else, if I'm not comfortable with something, well, that's that's my problem. It kind of is your problem, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, you know, if we can all say, actually... I am comfortable doing this. Well, then go for it. Mm. You know, just just do it. Mm. I think it kind of is the same as so many things to do with parenting, whether it is when you weaned your baby, you know, giving your mm. son, you know, baby advice at seven weeks. Mm. You know, that was a decision that you made that you were comfortable with and it worked for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what other people think no. of that. No. Mm. I can't remember who I was following on Instagram who'd said... I think it's a lady in St Albans and she was saying, oh, you know, she's had a baby a few weeks ago. She's breastfeeding during the day, but she's doing formula in the evening and she's feeling really guilty. And it's like, oh, sorry, why is that anybody else's business? You'll bet. Oh, sorry. The robot Hoover's just gone. Is it the robot Hoover? (laughs) I thought it was Bruce, your husband, getting busy with the Hoover. Oh, God. It's because it. Oh, it's all right. Bruce has just kicked it. (laughs) Sorry. Random noises in the background. But as long as your baby's being fed, whose business is it if you're using formula in the evening? If you're using formula all the time, it really. As long as you can look back and say, I absolutely stand by that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I did That's what was best for us at the time. But also sometimes you look back and you think, actually, I probably would do that differently. That's still okay. That's still fine. Like because at the time it was the right thing for you to do and that's what you mm. decided. Mm. But that's where grandparenting comes in because it's your opportunity to do all of those things that you would have done differently the first time around yeah. and have a go at doing them with somebody else's child. Yeah. <laughs> with less pressure. Yeah. Well, all the craft stuff that I never did. I was never a cutting and 
sticking and you know making things I found myself it? almost looking forward to soft play so I don't know what that says about me <laughs> oh, you've gone too far now Jill. Yeah. seriously <laughs> almost oh my goodness right on that note on that crazy note um, thank you both of you ladies for being my guest today it has been fantastic Thanks, to you thank you A massive thank you to Jill and to Tanya for being such brilliant guests. I hope that you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed chatting to them. Please hop over to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast and I'll catch up with you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.